12 seconds, fellas. Welcome to episode 121 of About the Cards podcast live tonight on YouTube. As always, with me, host Stefan Loeffler at Junk Wax Twins. Oh, hi. Ben Wilson at our trading cards. And I'm Tim Shepler at Big Shep 79. We are podcast by collectors. We're collectors hoping to bring you a smart, insightful podcast discussing trading card collecting. We're live every Wednesday at 8 p.m. Pacific, 10 Central. On YouTube's Periscope, Facebook Live. Follow us on Twitter at About the Cards. We are available as a podcast everywhere. You can find one. Check out the website about the cards.wordpress.com. We have a special guest host in tonight, Joey Shiver Dub Mentality on Twitter. What's up, dude? How are you doing? What's up, guys? I, I felt like I should have said nine Eastern when Steph said ten Central. Probably should. Wouldn't it be eleven I'm Eastern? Sorry, eleven. Eleven. It'd be eleven. We, Jeez, it's cool. We just make up numbers on it's this late, show. Man. It's like yeah, my points don't yep. matter. I'm just glad that Dub is has rehabbed from the weekend. Um, it was a tough, tough weekend down there. The Falcons won. When you win, when you want the Falcons to lose, they go out and they win. And uh, it's because what they played Minnesota, right? <laughs> and Minnesota is yeah. is awful. And I'm pretty sure one of the four of us could play quarterback for the Minnesota Vikings right now and do the much four better. Combined, you know, um, it's, it's peak Georgia sports to have. The Braves lose three games in a row. Georgia mm-hmm. get blown out in the fourth quarter by Alabama, and the zero and four team in the state win on Sunday. Aren't you? Aren't you a Trevor Crimson, Lawrence next year? Aren't you a Crimson Tide fan? Does this look crimson? It looks red. Well, there you go. I mean, of course, um, this, is, this is Lee, so sorry, it's, it's not Georgia, but my high school matches the college. I'm just, I'm just saying. Listen, Mojo sent me two T-shirts this week. It's been a long time since I got one from uh, Dub, and I thought you did like a new Dub Junk Wax era of running for something. 1989. Yeah, they're impressive. Go. They're impressive. Yeah. Go I got, a, I got, I, I got a striped. T- no, if you're best friends like we are, like this, you guys weren't like, even following each other on Twitter. I mean, I know he's got some other. He's got other accounts I don't even know about. I mean, I mean, this is like this is like finding a, a, a number in your phone number. You're not your considered a true phone. friend until you get followed by the burner. That's right. <laughs> so, 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 dude, what have you been up to, man? What have, you been, what have you been collecting since we last talked? Man, just about anything and everything, uh, especially you know, junk wax related. I, I bought uh, today. I bought some boxes. Pro Set Series 1 and 2 at the shop. Um, those were 12 bucks a piece. So I figured I'd go look for the old Lombardi hologram and the Santa Claus card. Um, but uh, I'm, I'm just like everybody else. The uh, retail here is kind of blown out. Um, you can't really find anything. I'm not paying the 
the double or triple prices. So um, if I stumble on something, I'll buy it and rip it. And if not, I'll, uh, I've really been on a kick with uh, Heritage Miners um, the last couple of weeks. I really like it. Um, it's, it's very reasonable. And um, a lot of names in that. So uh, yeah. that, a, lot, a lot of the Braves prospects I'm, I'm putting back. And so um, I picked this up too today, the old archive snapshots. I always like that. So um, good looking product. Yeah. You also uh, yeah. you also you also found some gems in an old 2018 box. I saw you post this last week. Yes, I the, did. The and, um, Luis Robert rookie, uh, you know, yeah. first Bowman and some other stuff. I have uh, what I typically do is put back, uh, like like when I open a box of Bowman or when I buy Bowman at the beginning of the year, I'll fill up one of these, you know, I'll try to put the set together in one of these and all of my duplicates mm -hmm. will go in a 5,000 count box. Uh, and that's, that'll be Bowman and Donners and archives, whatever I buy for that year. And then I just kind of stick it back. And um, a lot of times with Bowman especially, you just don't know um, what you've got until you go back and look. And of course, that's almost three years ago now when, when the product comes out. The product comes out in February, March. And um, so I decided to go back and look at some of them. And in 18, I found some of the Roberts and, and Acuna stuff, which I have most of pulled to the side. But I found a green uh, Robert that was numbered in 99, which is pretty cool. Um, nice. So, you know, it, it, it's uh, it, that's that's fun to me going back through boxes that are two or three years old. I, I don't, I have no idea what's in there. And there's a lot of junk in there. Um, because I buy a lot of 90 tops and, and 92 clear and stuff like that. But all of it goes in a box, and I sift through it. I went through seven of those boxes two weekends ago. And, you know, out of seven 5,000-count boxes, I got like cards like maybe this many good ones, you know. Mm -hmm. So it's not like they're just filled with it. But, you know, you do find some cool stuff sometimes. Uh, oh, you, you, recently, you recently ripped some uh, Ben Ballard Crumb, right? I did. I got one box so, of that, and, and really how'd you it. how'd you do on that? I feel like I did pretty well. I mean, con considering what I saw some people do, um, I've got some of those here. Let me see. Uh, I uh, I did pull um, some of the bigger rookies. I got a, a Louis Robert, um, the uh, die cut that I got. Um, was the uh, was the doc, uh, Bo Bichette. That's it. Wrong package. I got the Bo Bichette uh, die cut, which was pretty cool. Um, but I got, nice. a, you know, Otani Green, a Robert, Gavin Lux, you know, all, some of the big rookies uh, out of that. So um, I, I enjoyed it. Um, you know, I, I ordered it, you know, when it came out or when it hit the, you know, the pre-sale or the sale and it took me a long time to get my box and yeah. i considered selling it but by the time i got my box the prices had really dropped about 450 and so for the small markup that would have been i figured let's just rip it and see what happens and, and i'm glad i did i was pleased with it that's Not funny because so pleased with my sapphire box see i i grabbed a box of both the the ben baller chrome um and, and the the sapphire and one came Friday and the other one came Monday and they were going to the same person, um, you know, because at, at this point, you know, so many people are that want multiples of these have to reach out to other people to see if they can grab them. I mean, that's just the way it is. We all know that that's what's going on. 
Um, so yeah, as I'm sending a text message on, on Monday, like, hey, you want me to go ahead and send this? Or you want me to hold on to it for a couple of days? FedEx knocks on my door and there's the other box. And I'm just like, yeah, that, that Ben Baller one took forever yeah. uh, for so many of us because I think they sent it out in five different waves or something like that. Yeah. I got yeah. mine the same week. So. Yeah. Yeah, I, I would love to put together that Topps Chrome Sapphire set because it's so pretty. In fact, a couple years ago when this show first started, we were talking about how beautiful it had been with the blue sapphire, right? And last year... It wasn't sapphire. It looked just like the atomic, and the blue is just gorgeous again this year. So I'd like to yes, think that about the cards had something to do with Tops redesigning it back and putting that blue tint back. Yeah, and that's the story. The, yeah, it's gorgeous. The most, the most famous person from Leesburg, and the second being on the show tonight. So I figured I'd pull it out and yeah. show uh, off. No, yeah, I love the blue. I'm glad they brought it back. It, it makes a huge difference in the card. It just makes it stand out. It is a you know from a different set, um, and, I, and I agree. So, well, so and it's funny that you mentioned uh, Heritage Minor Leagues because me and Ange broke a few boxes. Uh, Twenty nineteen update, I actually found a hobby box and completed a full set. Interesting. Out enough. of a hobby box? Out of a hobby box? Yes, I even had like six dupes. Wow, I didn't know there were enough cards in there to do that. Tell me about it. Uh, she broke a box again, of course. Uh, if you want the Bobby Witt, hit me up, uh, ship. And uh, I, I pulled the twin relic, so I, I can't complain too much. However, in uh, Heritage Minor Leagues, you get these hey, you want a chance to get your own card in uh, pro debut with the Lahaye Valley Iron Pigs? And uh, since I have no shot at going up to uh, anywhere where this place is, I figured we'd give away one of the codes. Nice. Why not? I like it. Yeah. Who wants to be a be on a card? That's pretty cool. That's awesome. So, Dub, you're gonna hang out the whole show with us, right? Yeah. Coffee, we'll ready, rock and roll. All right. Uh, we want to give a couple. <laughs> we want to give a couple well, other shout outs to some friend <laughs> friends of the show. Uh, ben Aguirre at Cardboard Icons. He has an article that was published in this uh, month's Beckett Baseball. So make sure uh, you go check that out. It's the first time, I think he said, like five years he's uh, been published back in the in the magazine. And then uh, another guy, John. Gerl I'm gonna I'm gonna butcher your name, John. Here, I'm just gonna go John G. Uh, he wrote an essay. There we go. He wrote an essay called "Opening Day: One Anxious Man's Return to His Childhood Hobby." Uh, it's a great read. Uh, he's from Pittsburgh, the Pittsburgh area, and uh, it's uh, it's very relatable. I would say to a lot of collectors that are 30 plus 35 plus it makes uh it makes a whole lot of sense of you know what's going on and, and what he's going and how collecting's helped him he gave us a little shout out at the end so we appreciate that um i would have done anyway had he not mentioned us just because it was it's 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 very touching and it's something you should definitely check oh, definitely. out so it's a great piece yeah. i'll share it in chat here too and uh we're, we're working with john to, to get him to come on the show and hang out at least for a little bit one night because being back east but uh yeah check it out it's pretty awesome let's hop into it last week's releases the week that was uh tops living week 136 we had card 354 bob gibson hall of fame pitcher st louis cardinals and card 355 trent grisham rookie alfio san diego padres you know i did not see the numbers get updated on these guys but uh you know i know that bob had the donation where all the proceeds were going to um 
cancer research. So let me go and see if we can uh, we can pull the numbers here real quick. Let's see. Bob Gibson sold thirty four hundred and twenty eight, and uh, Grisham sold twenty two fifty nine. So pretty good week, Grisham uh, up there. I mean, normally we're seeing in a neighborhood of around seventeen eighteen hundred. That's uh, it's not a bad week. Trying to pull up the link here. You gave the current week's uh, link, not last week. Oh, here. sorry about that. So, do I um, need to get some headphones, guys? I don't think it's you. I think it's Shep. Oh shit! Baseball team. Hi. We we got a lot of dead air. So anyway, on this week's episode <laughs> of About the Cards, um. No, I mean, I just. What, what are your thoughts on the on the Gibson? I mean, only thirty four hundred. I mean, are you shocked? No, no, because the, we talked about this in the past about Project Twenty Twenty just just collapsing Tops Living, and, and it would be really interesting to know what Tops Living would be um, if Project Twenty Twenty had never come around for one. But the other thing too, that just the whole idea of creating a, you, you know, this would have been a phenomenal set in the junk wax era, right? Because we all would have collected it because we all would have wanted the whole set. Mm -hmm. it, it is, in this modern age of, dude, you can't talk to me about Ben Baller Chrome and, and Topps Sapphire. And that, that was so last week. We're not doing Vladimir Guerrero Jr. anymore. That was last year. We don't care about that. Tops Living just doesn't appeal to that that quote unquote collector. It doesn't appeal to that sneakerhead. It doesn't, you know, people that are out clearing retail shelves, shelves daily and stocking vendors. They don't care about Tops Living. You know, we do. The four of us do. It, it's it's built for people like us. But it, it, it just the where the state of the hobby is in 2020. I, I think this set falls flat. I just don't think it has the collectors appeal that you know it's ran its course it's old now it's been around for two years yeah i still i mean i mean you know i'm a honk though so i still love it so i still hope they continue to keep doing it uh it's nice we also had 2020 tops go label drop and then 2020 spectra i mean spectra football uh come out as well i saw a guy break <laughs> so funny story there's a guy at the shop that uh wanted to bought the box of uh boxes that we did um, the, he, the, one of the shop guys was saying, you know, I, I watched a guy open up a pack of Spectra and toss the cards back because he had crap. And uh, I think they're like two a box, four a box, something to that effect. Um, and the next guy came in, uh, while we were there, bought a pack and pulled, um, oh, what's his name out of, uh, Hawkins, Hawkinson, TJ? Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, number and number to twenty-five. Super nice patch, uh, really nice auto. Um, and uh, he obviously didn't leave his pack. Yeah, but uh, these are no, I products. just, I still think what was it, seven hundred dollars a box? I mean, Dub, you go, yeah. you open quite a bit of football, but yeah, can y'all hear me now? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm. I, I, I've I've struggled this year with football. Um, Donner's at two fifty a box, and. Score at two fifty a box. I'm not, you know, I'm just having. I opened one box of certified, 
this year. Everything else has been retail as I found it. I found some diners retail, but man, I, I, you know, I, I get basketball prices to a degree. Uh, I mean, they're still outrageous, but, um, when I saw Donruss football, flagship Donruss football at 250 a box, you know, it just uh, – football was, was kind of out for me. You know, we, we were talking right before the show started. Uh, we, we had had a listener that reached out to me personally because I do talk a lot of finance and economics. And, you know, I said, that's all you talk about. And it's like, first off, it's my passion. I love the hobby, right? You guys love the hobby. So it, it – we love to talk. I mean, that's why we do the podcast because we're passionate about it. And I'm passionate about finance and economics on, on a multitude of levels, personally and professionally. And it, it, like you're saying, Dub, it, it's the state of the hobby we're in. Everything comes down right now to dollars and cents. Mm-hmm. You can't just go to, you know, we all know the retail horror stories of not being able to find anything. You can't go to a retailer and choose your product. You sure enough can't go to your LCS or an online source like Blowout or Dave and Adams and fill up your cart for a reasonable price. And yeah, reasonable is subjective because we all have different resources to allocate to the hobby. But when, when you have Don Russ at 250, Don Russ football at 250, and, and, and all of the other products that fall in line with that, and these products are just ridiculously priced. Sorry, but right now in 2020, we're going to be talking about money every single time because it plays such a huge factor in this hobby. No matter what, if you're selling, buying, how you're you're buying, how you're selling. I mean, it's a different conversation now than it was five years ago, and hopefully it'll be different five years from now. Even even now, even LCSs are carrying blasters for 70 bucks. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure they're getting them from a distributor. I'm sure they're not. No, no, of course not. They're not paying someone who's well, going around store to store. You know, it's funny as we, we talk about the prices of uh, Donruss blasters or, and um, hobby boxes. We when week one for right right when it was released, the Joe Burrow rookie card was on fifty bucks, and I was looking to buy one. I was like, not a fifty. I'll wait. You know, even if I have to pay fifty at the end of the season, because that's where the price stayed. That I'm willing to do so. Um, yeah. But I, I didn't. I waited, and then. Two Mondays ago, I kind of went on a rookie quarterback spree, buying some some Tua's and some Burrows and Jalen Hurts and uh, Herbert, uh, and I picked up all these Donruss rated rookies for fifteen or less. Burrow and Herbert being the most expensive of, of the of the guys, and this was all within like five or six weeks of me first looking at the prices being at fifty dollars, now paying fifteen or less. I was like, you know, for that, I was like, you know what, that's fine because even if the market were to go to like twenty or twenty-five, half of what it was at week one, that's still, uh, you know, a nice come up if I were to flip it. Now these are all going to go stashed away with my rookie cards because I have obsession with rookie cards, um, and I think that they're the. By the way, the Chargers' new uniforms on, on the, some of the designs they've done have looked awesome. And, Let me show you um, one while you're talking. Yeah, and so I was just like. You know, for me, it's fun to kind of go out and be like, hey, yeah, I bought this Jalen Hurts rookie card for $2. Now it's worth, you know, $25. i am not probably ever going to sell it. I know I'm going to have it, and it's always that little thing in my collection that's like, I paid $2 for this, and all you schmucks are paying $25. You know, it's it's a fun. It's like that fun little game we play. And I collect for – I honestly, I collect for fun, and that's and, – and those are what I collect and everything else I turn around and sell. But I just couldn't believe 50 bucks. 
and then it's a 15. Yeah. Oh, dude, that Herbert, that is sharp. I, I absolutely hate, I said this the other day, man, the Browns, the Chargers, the, the Padres have to have some of the most blah and vanilla folder fortune cookie tasting uniforms. They're just generic to me. It, it has to be better than the Browns. Yeah, I, I I had said the Chargers and Padres the other day, and somebody's like, "What about the Browns?" And I'm like, "Yeah, that's probably for me probably the the it's worst the three of, the of all." How do you like the Charger uniforms? Because it's just baby blue and yellow, dude. Gross. They're just generic. Dude. It's just... <laughs> okay, and, and and silver and black's not as generic as you can get. Dude, silver and black people tattoo literally the word silver and black on. Come on, man. Hey, at least it's not purple and yellow. Oh, gross, man! How do you uh -huh. how do you trade a, a, a second round pick for a guy, and then six weeks later you're already trying to trade him? See, no, and it's it, just it not fair because Doug's already predisposed to hate purple and yellow. Well, I mean, we're talking the Tigers I, I don't here, even, but I don't really even know why we're talking silver and black. They're in Las Vegas. What do they have to do with California? Yeah, he's got a point. Say. I'm a Jets fan now. I'm it would great. be miserable <laughs> to lose a team in, in a major sport that you like. Like it's the first time. it's the first time we lost that team. Come on. Well, it's <laughs> that be because the city of Oakland, like the current Jets jerseys. The city, yeah, the, the Jets are good. The city of Oakland doesn't care about their sports teams. They just the, the they people really running don't. the town don't. They don't care. The, 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 the they let Oakland the Warriors go. They the just Oakland don't City care. Council. I, I mean. You literally had three sports franchises, not in the city, in the same damn parking lot. <laughs> yeah. Share, yeah, one, one sharing. Like, literally, I'm, I'm sitting in the Oakland Coliseum parking lot, and I'm like, oh, hey, that's where the Warriors play, and that stadium there is where the A's and the Raiders play. And now if I'm sitting in that parking lot, two are gone. One's probably gone, whether it's over up the road to Howard Terminal or whether it's in Portland or San Antonio, Montreal. But it's just like, come on, the Oakland City Council – they they they're horrible, and, and you you have to look no further than lawsuits between the Oakland A's and the city council. Yeah. Hey, real quick, if if the Oakland A's became the Montreal Expos, would you Royal. be a fan? As long as they kept the uh, green and gold, I'm lying because I love the Expos growing up, man. So yeah, <laughs> hell yeah, that'd be tough because the Expos have, in my opinion, I mean, one of the greatest uniforms ever. Oh yeah. yeah. Dude, it'd be hard the hidden uh, logo within the logo. Yeah, no, you know, and I, I'm glad like Milwaukee this year they went back to their roots, right? They they hunkered awesome. back and went and and took uh, their new uniform kind of and the colors and, and mixed it with their old and it looks really good. I think the Padres. I know you won't find a vanilla, I, but I think it's better than what they had. They went and, and and got back to their heyday, like in the '80s when Gwen was coming up, and they went to the World Series. And look what happened! Oh my God, they actually were good. And then you look at some of these teams that never change their uniforms, like the Giants and the Dodgers and the Yankees and the Cubs. They don't ever really mess with it. Mm -hmm. But the teams that are switching all the time—they're just kind of also rans, right? You you know, you look at the NFL, the Jaguars are always tweaking something, and they always they always stink, right? You know, and so it's like. You got to either keep it consistent or or take your old and you new. Know, like the Buccaneers, they went back. They kept the big logo on their helmet, but they went back to that championship team colors and jersey mm -hmm. style, and it looks so much better. I wish they would have gone creamsicle, but that's another story. <laughs> well, but uh, no, 
look at the di the Arizona Diamondbacks have been around for 22 years and have had like 17 mm -hmm. uniform redesigns. It's like, and some of them weren't that bad. The one they got know. now is horrible. I don't know that I've ever liked any of them. Yeah. They, they had the ones of... back in, I forget which one it was. It wasn't too bad, but that's the thing is you can't just keep changing it. I mean, the Marlins had a great logo. I love that teal and the black. I thought that was a the sweet combination. Yeah. Yeah. And now they've just got like every color of the rainbow and yeah. Uh, I do got to say, I did like the Diamondbacks, uh, the spitting uh, snake logo. Yeah, but the colors when they had like the the snake skin like under the armpits and like in the crotch the area, it was like, right. what are you doing? It's like uh, you literally have one of the most badass, you, you know, you have one of the most badass animals, whatever you want to say, attached to your name. If we're ranking them all, right? Mm -hmm. I, I mean, you've got like teams that are like the Braves, which, you know, obviously is, you know, semi-controversial. Um, you know, what, what, what is an Oakland athletic, right? What is a, a Minnesota twin? I get that it's city-based. You got teams that, that like the Lakers and the Jazz, you know, we can go on and on about teams that are, uh, have moved, but dude, you have a Diamondback. It's like, you telling me you can't do something pretty freaking cool with that? I mean, we're all probably fans of, of Cobra Kai. That logo of the Cobra Kai is sick, man. At the end of every episode, I'm like, there's the Cobra. Real mm. quick, John, John P. In, in, in the chat here. Uh, Blackhawks, number one. Hartford Whalers, two. Quebec Nordiques, three. Um, Hartford Whalers, hands down, the best NHL uniform of all time. Sure. And now there's, what, the that. Carolina Hurricanes? Like, believe so. Anyway. Uh, I'm, 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 I'm smelling it. That's one of the fun things about Heritage Miners. I mean the strikers, the rough riders, the tin caps. I mean, some of these things are awesome. Just real quick, I'm smelling a a you know sport by sport top thirty two two jerseys. We're gonna rank them. Sport. Let's do it, and, and we'll, we'll we'll get it down to the top eight for baseball, top eight for basketball, top eight for football, top eight for hockey, and then we'll do another round of thirty two. And let's see who has the best. And that, that includes all time, right? So now we get to go back and grab the, the pilots and the expos if they, if they qualify, if they're good enough. Yeah, let's we'll do work it. on it. All right, let's do it. I'll put it together. Uh, hot, off, hot off the press of this week's new releases. Tops Living Week 137. Heard 356. Nama Garcia, a pair of shortstop box, Boston Red Sox. And card 357, Marcus Simeon, shortstop Oakland Athletics. Uh, Noma was one of the most collected players and still might be of the Boston Red Sox in the mid to late nineties. And then they trade him to the Cubbies and go on to the world series without him. That was still an, actually an interesting trade. Uh, I remember it breaking down, um, being kind of upset that we traded Minkiewicz, uh, in that we were playing in Boston at the time. So he literally just had to walk across and then play against us. Um, but uh, it brought forth Justin Morneau, so I mean, I can't yeah. believe they can't believe they oh, did two A's legends on the same day. Dude, this is yeah. awesome. No, yeah, I mean, I was, thought Simeon was a White legends. Sox legend. Yeah, he is a he White won. Sox legend. Well, he will be Simeon, a Philly White Sox next year. 
Yep. So another okay week. I like it. No rookies, so I'm not too excited or picking up one. But I know Ben's probably going to pick up both. I have. Yeah. 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 Yep. I just want to dust some Pedroia. Let's get the Woodlands finest out here. Let's get up Pedroia, right? Uh, 2020, 2021 Panini Contenders Draft Basketball. Our first look at uh, this next draft class. It's 329 a box, six packs per box, 18 cards per pack. You're going to get six autos, six parallels, six variation parallels, and 30 variations. Good Lord. The 50-card base set, are, like I said, it's the first look into this new draft class. Many of the top players have on-card signatures. Some current NBA stars have uh, autographs and legendary ticket autographs, which is going to use them in their college uniforms. There's world champion Anthony Davis uh, with his autograph. And Campus IDs is another hobby exclusive. These are short print, and they're <laughs> going to be tough pulls. So it looks like an ID card from Campus. That's uh, kind of cool. Yeah. Give them credit where credit's due. Yeah. And, you know, uh, again, if like I'm a KU fan, right? I love KU basketball, so if, if KU has a guy in here, I'd probably go and look to pick up one of his cards uh, from this set. If um, you know, just because he's in the KU uniform, and I, and I know the Dub's all excited because Anthony Edwards is going to be you know all over the place. Here's and, what, uh, what do you guys think uh, on the whole is going to happen with basketball cards this year with the season being cut oh. short and and no March Madness for exposure it's, and all of that it's, stuff. No, okay, so we're, we're uh, I'm right now I'm saying if you can get your hands on a Prism Blaster for $20, that Prism Blaster will, will sell for $100 all day long. And that's going to be on the low end. And we don't know, besides, you know, Anthony Edwards, we have Weissman. Uh, both, you know, Weissman got a season cut short. LaMelo Ball was playing overseas. Anthony Edwards, you know, he, they, they didn't, they weren't going to make the tournament, but then there wasn't a tournament. Um, those are our top three guys, and I don't think you know the rest of the names are, are known yet, like Therese Halliburton and uh, Debbie, the kid from you know across the pond. And there's a lot of unknown, but I think people are just going to just throw money at this and uh, and see where it lands. I know I think Steph should be excited because if I'm if I'm the if I'm the uh, Timberwolves, I'm taking Dub Boy Anthony Edwards, letting him play next to uh, to D uh, to you know D'Angelo Russell. And with Cat, and I'm just letting those guys run the floor. Well, and that's it. You know, I've heard a lot of talk that it's a down class and that uh, maybe the Timberwolves trade back, tank one more year, and uh, get a better, hope for a better class if they double it up last year, this year, et cetera. Um, and uh, if not, hey, I'll take Edwards. I mean, who else? who else do you pick? Well, I don't, and for them, I don't think Weissman fits because they have Cat. Uh, right. But if it was a different situation, I would. T- I think Weissman ends up being a a really transcendent player at his position, being that he's he can shoot the three, he can defend out there, and he can play inside from from limited what we've seen of this kid. I mean, he's only nineteen. He played a handful of college games, but right. I think that he could be uh, he could be pretty good. So we'll see. I don't know. But exciting product to, to get some new draft class out there and get in the college uniforms because Panini released their schedule and a lot of this stuff's going to be coming out after the first of the year with this draft class because the draft doesn't happen for I think uh, it's out like it's like three weeks from now, almost four weeks from now. So we'll cover it definitely. I always love watching the draft and watching teams make mistakes. The only thing I hate about the NBA draft is that like in the NFL when they have the draft and it's like you know the the New England Patriots are on the clock. And they've traded the number 28 pick to the Cleveland Browns. 
they actually mm-hmm. make the trade and then let the Browns pick the player. The NBA is so stupid, and the way they have their agreement, it's like, you know, the Memphis Grizzlies select, you know, Billy Bob Smith, and then Toronto Raptors select Joe, you know, Joe Blow, and then later we have a trade to announce. Joe Blow has been traded for Smith, you know. It's like it loses all of its luster. The families have to trade hats. It's, it's so stupid. It's so just procedural, yeah. and it's dumb. Make the trade happen right then. Instant okay. gratification. Let's go silver. Speaking of contenders and speaking of draft picks, I got this email earlier. Uh, tomorrow, Dutch auction, not saved. Come on. Open it's tab. The, real quick, it's not the Dutch rudder. It's the Dutch, Dutch auction. Panini contenders, uh, 2020. Six autos per, 18 cards per pack, six packs per box. And, uh, I mean, it's contenders. You know what you're getting. And that's another one where you open it and then just put all the cards away, right? And then you yeah. come back like three years later and you look through it and go, oh, yeah. First off the line, uh, exclusives are on-card rookie ticket optic, draft pick ticket optic base or parallel autographs, and four exclusive season ticket optic base or parallels. Yeah. Do we have a checklist yet? Probably not. Probably not. Uh We'll get to that a little bit here. Nineteen twenty Panini encased basketball uh, dropped today. It's five hundred or six hundred dollars a box, one pack per box, five cards per pack, so like a dollar twenty-five a card. Uh, one graded autograph, one additional autograph, two mem cards, uh, and a base. Uh, it's a hundred card base set, all numbered to ninety-nine. There's thirty card rookie endorsement set, which is all numbered to ninety-nine as well. On card signatures, they have vet and retired players. Uh, in both endorse endorsements and slabbed signatures. So you're going to get some rookies and vets. Making the grade is a new theme for the product. It has on-card rookie autographs, and the print run matches where the, the player went in the draft. So obviously on that, Zion will have one, Jaw will have two, and so on. There's uh, another one coming out called Substantial Swatches, and they have larger-than-normal pieces. So if you're into some jerseys, if there's uh, DeAndre Hunter of the Hawks, Nice. By the way, neon in in red. That's just Hawks. You have such an awesome logo. Go back when Dominique played, and use those uniforms, please. Or or even Not a when fan of the, uh, neon. No, or even when Bob Pettit played and they were in St. Louis and they were blue and green. Like use I like those the two colors. Neon and blue. Yeah. Yes. No. No, it's terrible. It looks like someone took a highlighter and colored the white like it was white, and then they colored the, you know. Anyway, uh, so there's that coming out, which will be nothing to go. I'm gonna talk big patch. <laughs> Who's that, Portis? Uh, uh, Chris Dunn. Chris Dunn. And then we also have 2020 Panini XR football dropping Friday. $245 a box, two packs per box, seven cards per pack. You're gonna get one rookie jersey autograph. One additional autograph, one mem card, four inserts, four parallels, and four base cards. Two hundred card base stock, and what the base stock is what Panini calls dull holographic stock. Every case should have a one of one autograph patch card in it. Uh, Luminous endorsements. They use a piece a piece of acetate as a signing surface to give the card a layered look. And all they have NFL shields are all numbered to one and one, and that's and all that uh, that checklist centers around veteran players. Dub, you're a big football collector. Do you uh, do you like XR? 
Yeah, I, I, I do like XR. Really, uh, XR has, it, for for football sets that are within a reasonable pricing range uh, over the years, uh, you know, not immaculate or national treasures. XR, to me, has had some of the best patches um, o- over the years. I, I think I've owned a three-color Mahomes one time. They've got, you know, big, nice patches. And um, I do like XR. Uh, it's, you know, <clears throat> a lot of the Panini football products – have that chromium silver effect but um i do like xr above above some of the others well yeah and i mean you're not seeing just plain white patches or plain black in the case of the uh chris dunn that i just showed but um i i even more so um the patches just aren't you know a single pinstripe or uh you know two colors slightly worth slightly way cut in the corner they're actually featured and prominent on the card in the case of this uh, Edward Solaire. Yeah, and I, they're, even the base cards look sharp. I mean, just all the color in the background, mm-hmm. you know, it's just, it's it's a, you can just tell that there's, you know, just a little extra into it. I mean, just look at that Tua card below it, too. Like, it just looks, I mean, they look uh, sharp. Yeah. So they're just kind of like a spotlight there. Too. Yeah. And your, your base, you know, certified. You know, classics, legacy, whatever. Um, yeah. And that always makes you XR's feel better when you're thicker. spending yeah. $300 for a box and your autos aren't that great. Hey, I got a thicker base. No, I think, I mean, it helps. Like, I, that's why I think, I think Inception and Origins, mm-hmm. uh, those are some really nice releases because the base cards have that thicker stock and it just, it yeah. just gives it a, a higher end feel to it. So uh, make sure you check out Ryan Cracknell's articles on Beckett.com slash news for more details on all these new releases. What's brewing next week's releases? Hey. Night- yes, sir. Real quick. While we're in yeah. the new release category, I want to ask, and this just came out today. Did y'all see the new release on tops, the Super 70s? We're, we're going to talk about that in a minute. Okay, my bad. Yeah, no, I have it. Yeah, we're, we added that in. So that's uh, very interesting. Uh, we're going to hop in what's brewing next week's releases 1920 Panini Clearly Donruss Basketball, and, uh, 2020 Panini Contenders Baseball stuff showed, and 2020 Phoenix Football all drop next week. And field chatter, hobby talk section, part of the show. The World Series is here, and we have the LA Dyers and the Tampa Bay Rays. And I mean, I'm I had the Braves and Rays going in, and I think Steph had the Braves and Dodgers. He don't take his homer pick, so Steph was right. Um, he did throw two picks in there, so whatever. Um, <laughs> Steph, Ben, and Dub all think the Dyers are going to win the World Series. I, on the other hand, cannot. So I am picking the Rays as they are about to win this. They're up six to four uh, no. in the bottom of the ninth. Get it it's right. Going to the bottom of the ninth right now. I said I want the Rays to win, but they're not going to. That's, it doesn't that's matter. Said. You said well, we all want the Rays between, to win. I think yeah. I specifically said the Dodgers will win and the world loses. Exactly. Well, world, <laughs> you know what? The Dodgers would win in 2020. That's just the way this this year has been. You know, which uh, which almost means does it even count at that point, right? I mean, because no, I'm not counting the Lakers, Lakers championship. Yeah, you know, and, pick, up, pick up basketball down in Orlando. And, you know what, though? At least no one got sick and they played all the games. I mean, that wasn't you got a pretty good you, setup. You got to give the NBA credit where it's Adam due. Silver they, for president. Yeah, Let's they pulled it. that off. They pulled it. that off well. And there was like, what? Why, Rashad, why was are we? Was it Rashawn Holmes who who went and got his 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 chicken wings? Chicken wings. And it crossed the the line. They're like ten ten days, buddy. You're out of here. They're like, dude, if you need your your fast food that bad, 
I mean, you, you got to give the guy from Houston that got kicked out during the playoffs. Yeah. yeah. He had a visitor. Yeah, lady. He, he had a friend. Hey. At least it's not like the Seahawks rookie that had her had his female friend dress up in a Seahawks uniform. But again, bro, you're not you're not uh, Russell Wilson, you know. Like, so you're going to get cut. Um, and my well, thing, real quick, though, is why can't we get somebody like Adam Silver to be like president? Right? He figured out how to like bubble it in, and all right, come on, man. They can't even do a draft without trades, though. That's true. That's true. Dang it. You take the good, you take the bad, you take them both, yeah. and there you have what, Dub? What do you have? You have the facts of life, my friend. There you go. There you go. I'm standing <laughs> on the edge of tomorrow. <laughs> Still can't help you there. <laughs> Are you serious? You didn't watch anybody about the college years? Oh, yeah, dear. With, With Bob, Bob Golick? Come on. Yeah, I don't remember the intro song to that one. I was in high school by then. Hey, Hulu. It's on Hulu. Watch it. I want a full report on all 21 episodes tomorrow. <laughs> It only made twenty. That's sad. I think I think they only uh, made nineteen. But we have. Uh, the, go ahead, Steph. Sure. I, I, I I gotta hit it because you guys were ragging on the Lakers, and I I can't be more disappointed in a franchise, mind you. Celebrated, plenty of titles, won one this year, but um, one of their key architects passed away, and uh, not a tweet from them. Not a in remembrance, nothing. So what 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 happened was, um, before they became the Minneapolis Lakers, hence the team name, um, they uh, newspaper reporter in the Twin Cities area had uh, pulled the Detroit Gems from the league that they were in and uh, got a spot in the NBA for them. Now, of course, they won three, four, or five titles before moving on to Los Angeles. And hey, cool. Um, but that sports reporter kept writing for decades. I mean, his, his first uh, published article was 1944, and his last was on Sunday oh, wow. before he passed away. Um, and you'd think that someone so instrumental in bringing the Lakers uh, into fruition would at least get a tweet. Uh, Lakers, not a good look. Sorry. And uh, rest nothing peace. to do with them being in L.A., though. He sold the team. He was one of the players. <laughs> so every old in, player gets a love, gets love to play for the team. Key instrumental players. They probably should. It's a tweet. Come on. I mean, did Sed Sabalos like get a tweet? Did he die? I mean, I mean no, I'm not trying like, to be funny. Hey, like, even, hey, what's up, Sed? No, but if, if, if a player, put out a if a, it doesn't if a player passes away, I mean, especially if they were also a writer or contributed to the franchise elsewhere, yeah, you would think. Tweets are free. You can't just say, hey, sorry, we lost this for anybody that, that might be a Laker historian. You know? Let alone after he turns 100. Real quick, I mean, come on. Real, real quick, the Lakers mentality, like, if you, if you know anybody that's a Laker fan, it's like, woe is me. We only have made the play. You know, we've had to suffer all these years in the, in the lottery at the number two overall picks. They, You know? Man, man, Tim, you're you're way off base. The reason that they're suffering is because the Cowboys also haven't won recently, and neither have the Yankees. So only one of their teams have won recently. And Boston stinks. Yeah, you have to look at you have to look at all three of their teams, not just the Lakers. Yeah, no. they're going to have to bandwagon and follow Tampa Bay teams. Yeah, that, I mean, so the in, uh, so the. In, in New York City, Major League Baseball opened up a store, uh, and they tweet out this week, uh, since it's the opening week of their flagship store, uh, 
they're they're saying if you spend fifty dollars on Tops products, you're going to receive one free card that's exclusive to the to the store while supplies last. And it was a version of uh, 2020 Tops of Bichette, Alvarez, Tatis, Harper, Judge, Lewis, Trout, Bakuna, or Soto. I think Robert also was in that list. Uh, they're all all numbered out of ninety nine, and they have the MLB NYC logo on them. And uh, I know Suze went in and and got uh, was Alvarez. And some other people have gone in and picked them up, and they were just handing out cards. You couldn't ask for what one. They would just hand you a card. And, uh, you know, so, again, more cards to, to chase if you're a collector of one of these two guys. You know, just another parallel to, to hopefully find. So, yeehaw. Well, interesting that, you know, that they had enough time to serial stamp these and add something else to signify that that's what this came from. Uh, something to maybe should have done in a factory set. Yeah. Um, and then the other thing was that's cool about this, though, they're actually selling Topps products at MRS uh, manufacturer retail price. So Gold Label was like 100 bucks a box and wasn't like, you know, 150 or 200 And you could go in and, and they had blasters for $20 and you could go in and buy a blaster for $20, which is kind of crazy, right? In this day and age. <laughs> uh, yeah. So as, as Deborah alluded to uh, earlier, actually, real quick. Our buddy um, Ivan tweeted out from Watch the Breaks, Fanatics exclusive football set now available for only $99.99. Don't say I didn't tell you. So 2020 Panini Phoenix football Fanatics exclusive factory set is on sale on a sealed box on their website right now for $100. You get 100 base cards and 100, 100 rookie cards, so 200 cards. Uh, and every and the full factory set features the exclusive Fanatics bur- Fire Burst Parallel. For every card so you get uh, some exclusives in your box and they did this with one of the releases in football i forget or for basketball and those parallels went for crazy so uh i think you also get free shipping over with when you buy this box so dub being a football guy is this something you go spend a hundred dollars on uh probably not honestly uh, I, I don't buy sets factory sets very often um, I, I build sets and things like that, but um, typically have not bought factory sets in a while. Um, and this this would probably not be on my list. Um, I like Phoenix, um, but I, I don't know. This doesn't do too much for me. But I can yeah. see how you know I, I might would I might would uh, you know look for some of those uh, just the exclusive you know variations, but. You know, I don't know that I, I don't know that I, I just don't buy sets. And I'd, I'd be the wrong person to ask on this. But they do look yeah. good. And Phoenix is a great, Phoenix is a great product to me. Yeah. So we'll see. Uh, it's just interesting. So hey, it's out there. If you're, if you want to get a, a set, you know, with all the rookies for a hundred bucks, there you go. Easy done and go do it. Uh, Super 70s. So tops, uh, 2020 tops X Super 70 sports is coming out. It's a curated set. Uh, Tops tweeted out, excited to present the newest collaboration project uh, with the comic social media account. Now comes to life with uh, with his collectible trading card product featuring players and images handpicked by Super 70 Sports creator Ricky Cobb. Uh, if you long for the days of hap- happening hairdos, magnis- magnificent mustaches, and spectacular spectacles, then this is the product for you. These cards will look and feel like you opened a, a fresh pack out of the 1970s. It's $24 a, a box. Uh, it ends in 27 days before when it sells out. Uh, 20 cards per pack, 18 base cards, 
two inserts and a one in three chance of an autograph. The checklist was released. I know that uh, my boy George Brett's on there. I'm not sure I'm going to, to pick up a box, but I will definitely go and, uh, you know, pick up a, a few singles here and there. There's a Ricky, so I know, you know, Ben's all in. Well, and exactly. You know, I'm picking up the crew and the killer brew. Um, I, I wish they would have went more um, fan favorites instead of just your regular tread of Topps Archives. Um, but I do like that, unlike in Archives, where they literally take a design element from a set and just copy and paste it, they've kind of blended in different designs. So, um, you know, you have uh, 75 Tops' uh, split-color design there. Some of the bubbly foil letters that you'd have in, like, 78, 79, 77, 76-ish. Um, the, the pennants that were more prominent in the 60s, but uh, so, so, some nice touches. And the one, the one thing is the Marlins have one card on the checklist, and it's Mike Piazza. <laughs> nice. <laughs> For the, like, he was there for what ten days? Yeah, so it was less than two weeks, and that's their one card. So, uh, Red is like the only the royal. Touch, yeah, nice touch. Yeah, so that that's pretty cool coming out. That'll be definitely something to, to check out. I'm probably not buying a pack, but I'll definitely be picking up a, a Brett single. So, oh yeah, the singles are. Here's one thing I didn't like. I, I do think it's kind of like archives meet stadium club. Um, because it's different images, although you know we've seen some of them. Um, you know, there's just a, a different look. It just kind of seems like it's kind of trumping on, kind of stepping on archives a little bit. Mm. What I didn't like about it, though, and I understand why they did it, uh, is the inclusion of modern day players. Yeah. Um, yeah, I get that you need that to kind of bring in the modern day collector mindset and mentality. Um, you know, you, you need Acuna to, to really push this product. But a guy like Matt Olson has no business being in this product, in my opinion. If it's based on the 70s, Let's have these hybrid 70s designs, but let's sure. feature, you know, the uniforms. I, I'm excited to see what the Vita Blue one looks like, but I want to see the Chicago White Sox shorts and the We Are Family Pirates with the stripes around the the hats How and blues. stuff that, that we don't see as much today in different releases. Yes. And, and with all the fantastic personalities and awesome names and all this stuff in the 70s, this could literally be a 70s only set. You had to have been playing between 70 and 79. So, sorry, Ricky Henderson, but you don't get in there. And and I, I personally, that's what I expected when I saw it on the – before I looked at the checklist, I was like, this is cool. And I started looking at the checklist, and I'm like, it's just another version of an archive. So I'll, I'll buy the singles because they look cool. But I, I think it could have been so much better personally. Yeah. Well, and I love the insert names. Uh, so you got hairdos, mustaches, memorable managers, spectacles, uh, and uh, the the uniforms, obviously. Uh, of course, showcasing the Colvays in there with spectacles, of course. Well, yeah. yeah. I mean, I bought two uh, boxes, like so. six inch, uh, six inch thick Coke glasses. I bought two boxes, one to open and then one to keep. So nice. for twenty five bucks. Uh, there was something that, that it was by mferg35 tweeted out today about the sandlot he uh he tweeted out something i've been working on and uh i'm not about halfway there but i thought it was it was awesome to look at speaking of archives 
uh, was the Sandlot set from Archives a couple years ago, uh, 2018. Uh, actually, yeah, was it Archives that this was in? Um, or Heritage? There was Archives, yeah. Archives, yeah. And, uh, you know, so it's everybody in there, you know, that, that had an autograph. Benny, unfortunately, did not sign uh, for well, this set. Could probably get it through the mail through whatever. Um... Yeah, he. he I, I heard he's kind of finicky about all of the stuff around the movie now, with his uh, regular life. So, but very cool. Maybe jealous. Yep. Did you guys I, see the sweet archives auto upload last night? This is not Santiago. Yes. Yes. Look at that autograph. See blurry or set me? No, it's yeah. There we go. Oh, sweet. I mean, that is a yeah. And a classic Padres uniform, That's by the way, too. a real signature. Yeah. And, and that's his name to say. He, when he came up, how bad he was so good that the minor league player of the year, Sandy Al, they had to trade away a minor league player of the year, Sandy Alomar Jr., just to because he, he wasn't going to play in front of Santiago. Like, how good was that, that minor league system for the Padres in the late 80s? You know, there was that one all star game, was at 92, where there was like half, like a like mm-hmm. a third or a quarter of the All-Stars had been Padres or minor league Padres at one point in time. So, uh, Clark. was in San Diego too, wasn't it? Uh, or was it in Baltimore? It was one of the two, I want to say. Um, 2021 Tops auto preview. Uh, Marcus Stroman tweeted out he was signing some insert autograph cards for next year's Tops release. Said uh, new squad in 2021. Beyond excited for whatever the future may be, bring. It was him signing 86 style cards with a black border and red border on uh, the Mets. So it looks like 86's inserts will be prominent next year for the 35th anniversary of 86. Which what make you wonder? They're going to do 87 next year for the 35th because they did the 30th anniversary just a few years ago. Well, how much? Uh, like I love 87, but how much 87 do we really need? I, I did ask their uh, VP product development this while at the uh, million card case rip or uh, pack rip card rip million card rip million card rip party. There we go. Had to find the right buzzwords that they used. Um, and he said that uh, y- you know we we're constantly evaluating which product lines we like to keep some uh, some similar traditions in place. Um, so in two years, you might look to see eighty seven. Make of that what you will. Yeah. But. So we'll see what happens. The Robert Supa, uh, Leland, Leland's.com uh, on Twitter said, just, this just in for our upcoming fall classic auction comes this freshly graded PSA Gym Mint 10 one of one Super Fractor of Luis Robert from 2018 Bowman Chrome. Bidding opens one month from today on November 15th. So this was last week. Um, what will it go for? Uh, no auto on this one. It's just the uh, regular Super Factor. But just to give you uh, the autographs from 2009, Bowman, uh, the Mike Trout went for almost $4 million, and the Shohei went for over 180000 But uh, what do you think this uh, non-auto Super Factor goes for at this point in time? I thought that was in my box that I was looking through the other day. That's what I actually pulled That'd my been box nice. out for. Um, I, I, I'm gonna, I would think that'd be in the, you know, in the, and I may be low, but I think that'd probably be in the hundred, two hundred and twenty-five thousand range, maybe. Wow. I don't know. 
that'd be impressive if it did. I, I, I just, it boggles my mind that anybody would pay any serious money for that at all. It's just, especially when there's a opening bid at three hundred dollars for nineteen seventy six tops vending boxes. It, it, it's amazing because we, we see how fast this this hobby moves off of people, right? Go look at Guerrero Jr. prices this year versus what you were getting for last year. You know, the next guy's coming up next year, especially in a full season. And Robert will be the thing that we talked about last year, just like it was the year before and the year before. And it's always that. This, it's like, this, who's the next? Like, who's but if this sales, Alonso? If this sales before yeah. the next guy, it's not going to stop no. somebody from paying for it. Exactly. It's that guy who's going to get holding the bag and he's going to be holding the old maid and he's going to be looking around going, there's nobody that I can get. You know, you can be able to sell it, of course. But if you paid a hundred grand for it going into the hobby next year, especially if Robert, you know, the first 60 days, summer comes around, all-star break comes around and he's hitting 220. Cool. Yeah. You, this be, this better be a, better be a PC item. Yeah, you don't I, I, just, I think it hits over 100, but I don't think it's it's there. Um, but we'll see what happens. We'll keep you updated there. Uh, the 2022 National, uh, with the announcement last month that the XI Center would be closing at the end of the year, National oh, begins yeah. plans to re- relocate the 2022 NAT location. Uh, this week, the, the Board of Directors approved Atlantic City as a site for uh, the 2022. The dates remain the same in July, at the end of July. We appreciate everyone's input. Lots goes into the into location and making a show of this magnitude happen in a smooth and organized manner, which we take great pride in our staff and executing well year after year. Now they tweeted out some requirements uh, for this, and um, it was very uh, interesting the list uh, that they required. So they must have uh, a location north of four hundred thousand continuous square feet on a main level, strong historic sports fan base and a sizable population within a three-hour drive of site. So I don't want fan bases in Atlantic City, so you let me know there. No restrictions on load in and out procedure, sufficient close and responsibly priced parking for attendees and exhibitors, must have a historic uh, historical dates available last week of July, vendor-friendly rates, both booth, uh, booth prices have to remain the same in the last 10 years. This paired with convention center layout and dozens of other logistics that all need to come together to create a great experience for our attendees and exhibitors. We are researching 2024 options and hope to bring the show to a new location in the not-so-distant future. So real quick, though, my thing is, what what fan base is in Atlantic City? Well, it says within a three-hour drive. And, yeah, you can make your jokes that, uh, you know, that's just outside of Atlantic City. But... Um, they're naturally considering the New Jersey and New York teams. Yankees, Nets. Uh, oh, the, the, the Nets is the second. The when Islanders, you talk about the Nets, the Jets. <laughs> it's a strong fan base. It's been around a long time. Mm. I'm just saying, like, whatever. I mean, we'll never. I, I think they should just say, screw it, put it in Chicago every year. That's what I, that's what I said after we saw this. It's like. You, you know, I I get the fact that there's no West Coast love and everybody's going to argue the East Coast. And okay, cool. Then just then park it in Chicago. It's centralized. It's right smack dab in the middle of the country, more or less. Um, Easy to yeah, fly yeah. into. Yeah, just put it in Chicago and call it a day. 
Don't play around with Atlantic City. You no longer have Cleveland. You're not going to put it in Texas, which makes a lot of sense down there as well. If you're not going to put it in Vegas, L.A., San Francisco, Miami, then whatever. <clears throat> what was that? Yeah, nobody wants to. I've been to Atlanta this summer. No one wants to do that heat, bro. I spent um, two weeks there. Woo, sir! Just please call it a like, day. Just put it in Chicago. No, no. Man, I grew up in the Midwest. Going to Atlanta was like breathing a hot. It was like breathing like a furnace. Every morning you woke up and you walked outside. It was like you just sucked on the furnace, and it just you just hear inside the breathing hot air instantly. Uh, uh, I've been to both. Uh, I lived in New Orleans, outside of New Orleans for a while. I understand it. The didn't they? 90 with humidity is nowhere near as bad as 120. Didn't they want an actual fan base, though? So that kind of counts oh, Atlanta yeah. out, right? So. Yeah. So. Yep. Yeah. Put it, like, like, put it in Oklahoma City, right? Like, you know, pretty <laughs> cheap. Um, anyway. Car shows. So I like this. Uh, this was from CHWK fan 73 on Twitter. Hey, show veterans, do people trade cards at shows or is it strictly buying and selling? Just wondering if I should bring a binder of my best cards or something. Sorry for the stupid question. I've just never been to a show before. Um, I don't think it's I don't think it's dumb. Now, you know, I can say certain dealers will, you know, they, they will, you know, are looking to buy. And the fact that you're actually having a show is probably pretty good. And, and I know deal, there's some dealers here that are dying for, for inventory to come up just because there's not been an opportunity to go and buy it. So you might mm -hmm. want to bring something there. You might be able to sell or, or trade, you know, get, you know, store credit at the table or table credit to, to do that. Um, but no, I'd always, you know, if you're looking to do that, bring it and just ask. The worst thing that someone's going to tell you is no, uh, but know sure. what you want going in, like have an idea. And so you, that dealer can, if they make you an offer that you can go with it, but what's some other good advice guys for when you go to a card show for the first time, what, what should you do? So I, I've been to plenty. Um, I, I wouldn't say outright that you couldn't say, Hey, I want to trade this for what you have in the case. Probably not going to work out. Um, I've had better luck saying, Hey, I brought this to sell. Can I sell it? Oh, and by the way, I want to purchase that. Usually goes over a little bit better. Um, one, bring supplies, bring a whatever. I mean, if you're looking to pick up a bunch of cards, bring a 300 count, 300 card count box, maybe some penny sleeves, top loader, if you will. Um, and uh, bring comfortable shoes. You're going to be on your feet, hunching over, grabbing piles, shoes. I, I would, my thing is, is, is make a lap. Uh, through the show and just kind of eyeball and see what everybody has. Uh, don't get stuck or on the first table you walk in. Uh, if you see a good deal on wax and maybe that's what you're after, if it's junk wax or any kind of wax and you think like, hey, that's going to interest you, hop on it uh, as, you know, as, as you can. And then sometimes you know, when you make that lap, you're going to see things. There was a show last year where I, I saw that Vladimir Guerrero gold rookie for 10 bucks. I'm like, there's no way. I asked a couple times, yeah. I was like, hey, let's do it. And I bought it right away. You know, I, it wasn't a question about when the card was at the time around 100 bucks. But, uh, Deborah, Ben, do you guys have some ideas on uh, some advice going to a show? Well, one of the, I mean, for me, when I go to a show, I mean, my favorite thing to do is just to sit and look in a box. And, and I think there's some, you know, uh, I, one of the things I want to tell people all the time is be cognizant of people's space. Um, you know, when you're doing something like that, find you a spot. But, you know, 
it, it's always a kind of um, space is a, is a good thing to find when you're looking through boxes. Find the spot that nobody's at. Look through those boxes until something clears up. Um, you know, it, it's uh, it's a fun thing for me to do. And, uh, you know, one of my things is to always kind of get off to myself um, at a table and uh, and try to just go through things instead of, you know, four or five people trying to jump into one box. But I, I'm with Steph, you know, uh, bring something to carry your cards in, um, you know, bring, uh, bring cash. Uh, um, but I, I would agree, too, with Steph. I, I, I've never tried to trade at a, at a show, but. Um, I do know that, that a couple of tables, you know, that where I've been, they will consider buying cards or, or um, you know, especially if you're buying from them. You know, if you just walk up to them and say, hey, you want to buy these 10 cards, um, they're probably just going to look at you. But, um, if, you know, if you, if you develop a little rapport with them and, and you, you plop some, some money down to buy some stuff, uh, you know, it, it's certainly plausible. If you have something they want, that, that they'll consider uh, buying well, and I'd add to that, um, know your target public uh, appeal, because um, Nick's babe paper, bro. <laughs> great, right? <laughs> our, our our buddy James Kikowski says in the chat room, make sure you bring Vic's vapor rub to put under your nose in case somebody's ripe and you can't get away. Um, <laughs> so. I mean, I'm not to suggest that the room might be full of a bunch of deodorant is key, my uh, friend. Yeah. Lar larger guys that 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 sweat old sweaty spaces. fat white guys. Okay, if you want to go there, old fat sausage men. Uh, the other thing too is, is, is cash fat. is king. Cash is king, um, and and don't don't bring a bunch of twenties. Try to get at least it broken down a little bit. Uh, sure. It'll help you a long way with certain like sure. you know like I've set up and I try to have as much change available. Uh, but it sure. sucks when someone buys a dollar card and they hand you a 20, right? So, You're kind of like, so, okay. One of the th big things we've all kind of danced around is 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 networking. You, know, you might not be able to trade the day of the show because it's just too wild. You have a guy there that's looking to sell, a guy or gal, right? She, mm -hmm. she's, she's got a whole setup. She's got two tables. It, it, it can be extremely difficult, especially like in, say, Tim's case where he's got two tables, but he also wants to be a buyer. And, and now usually Tim and I will be there together. My dad's coming and hung out and kind of looked at it over Tim's table while he and I walk around. But exchange numbers with people. If, if you know, if, if Dub's there and he's got a guy like, say, Tim, who's got a ton of stuff and it's disorganized. Tim, Tim is extremely organized. But we all know that there's that guy that's got, you know, 17 dime boxes and you want to get your hands through it all. And, and maybe you're not a player collector or team collector. You just want to thumb through it all and buy whatever the heck you want. Um, see if you, you know, if, if is the person local, is it possible for you to go over to their house in a normal world? And, you know, a lot of trading can be done, just maybe not right there on site. Um, sure. But the one thing I would say is if you're going to continue to do this and this is something you want to do and, and make those contacts for like legitimately less than $10, you go to Vista Print and make yourself a little business card with all your little contact information where you can be found and then leave the back of it blank because then that way you can write a note george mm -hmm. brett collector i'm looking for or i'm looking for all this even though it might say it on your card uh you can put something on the back of what you're looking for so when they have this they can go back and i've had a couple guys do this and we've done deals offline 
where we've, we've, we've done it through text and I packaged everything up and send it off to them. Um, and so it, that's really, that's the thing. And, and um, you know, and, and just ask and, and talk and, and see like working a table. Like I always say hi to everybody. There's some dealers that won't talk to anybody, but there are some that love to talk and you get to know them and, and go back and forth. And I would say they're more likely to work and deal with you too. Uh, mm -hmm. when you go there. Um, and the thing is, is yeah. take, take your time, man. Like just enjoy it and take it in. Um, you know, make sure you, yeah, yeah. You know, that, uh, you're friendly and you're not jumping on somebody else. Ask if you if they're in this box or not, or, Hey, can I check that out when you're done? Uh, and you know, just cur kinds of courteous, like that's it, really it. I mean, it's, it, it, it cracks me up how many people we've talked about show etiquette on previous shows. It cracks me up how many people are afraid to talk to one another, right? If Tim's a seller and I'm a buyer, I'm going to go up to him. Hey, you know, what are you looking for? Are you, are you just opening product and selling stuff? Are you a collector too? make a connection with somebody, find out why they're there. Because if Tim's there, because he's looking to offload daddy's collection that, that he found in the garage and okay, then I'm probably not going to have this guy as a trade partner. And once he, I mean, we had that one guy, Tim, at a, at a show. Remember, that was his last show. And, and he's like, this is it. So it was like a liquidation sale. Okay. Mm -hmm. And it sucked because he always had a lot of Maguires and some A's stuff. And I'd always spend some money at his table. And, and just one of those things. Okay. That's it, man. All right. This is your last one. What will you give me for all of the A's you have on your table? I'll take it all if you're, if you're selling it 80% off even though I would normally not buy this stuff just because if this is it, cool. I'll, I'll, I'll find a good home for it on the back end. I have no yeah, plenty of these collectors at the end of the show. Too, ask, if there's something, talk. Yeah. If they were, if you're eyeballing at the end of the show, uh, if you're there late ask, because sometimes they don't want to take it all home. You know, so, uh, how much for all this? If I was to take this off your hands right now, would you take $50 for it all and just see what they yeah. say? Throw out a crazy number and they go, no, I'll take one fifty, and you're like, Go back and forth and get it for seventy five. Then, it, it, and, again, and here's another good cash is king. If uh, you, you, you be surprised that some of the deals you get with cash in your hand uh -huh. as opposed yeah, to something else. James brings up another really good point. You know, if you're going through a dime box box and somebody else is too, ask what each other's looking for. How many times at a card show, Tim, do we buy each other cards oh. because we're at a table and we know that this is? I mean, if I see an eighty seven Flair Kevin Seitzer it's coming home with me because I know I've got a home for it. Um, but, but that's one of those things of if you're standing next to somebody, I'm going through a stack. Are you looking for anything in particular? If he asks me that, I'm going to be like, yeah, if you find any ACE cards, because I'm really simple, I'm really easy to please when it comes to cards. Maybe the next guy's not, maybe he's like, I'm just looking for whatever the hell has be, eye appeal. Be prepared. And, if you were any team affiliated stuff, you'll have sellers that are desperate to sell mm -hmm. you something. They'll yep. go, Oh, so you collect the Giants? I bet you want a Richard really a used bass baseball. <laughs> like no, <laughs> no. To, to piggyback on the etiquette part, and this, I mean, probably should go without saying, but if you're going to go to a sh to a show and take some cards to try to sell, don't don't try to sell your cards to another customer at the table <laughs> in front of yeah, the guys running the table. Um, you know, it, it's you know. Just, just be cognizant of, of you know, the, the appearance of, of you selling cards at a card show and not being set up and, and things like that. And the same goes for your, your local card shop, too. They're paying for that space and that business. If you want to do business 
uh, out in the parking lot away from it somewhere else and yeah. do that. Meet up later. Don't do it in the shop. It's it's kind of just a real big faux pas. It's something frowned upon unless unless the, the show, the shop owner, set it up for you to do. Like, yeah. hey, my buddy it wants to meet you to buy that card and you guys, you know, you're going to do it here or whatever, then that's fine. Um, but otherwise, you know, try, try to do it in a neutral location. Uh, well, so I, guys, I, I, and exactly. I, I for, for example, uh, ship, uh, me, me and Irving met up outside of uh, Arlington shop here and I had some Rangers for him. He had some twins for me. We didn't trade it inside the store. Uh, yeah. We waited until we were done, got outside before we were getting ready to leave. Hey, Here's your you Darvishes and your Elvis Andrews's. Um, but uh, two more to hit on there um, before we move on to the next topic. Uh, one, know your audience. Um, you see a guy has mostly tobacco cards, probably not going to want your 2020 prism. Just saying. Uh, if you're looking to sell. Um, but also, um, if you do have some rapport with a uh, person and you know that they have a good quantity and uh, card stock, and uh, that maybe they don't bring all of their stuff to the show, bring a checklist. Let them flip through it whenever they got a chance. Yeah, uh, I've made a few purchases on 60s cards saying, hey, here's my checklist. If you find anything on it, contact me. I'll be around. I'll pick it up from you. Yeah. No, it's 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 key, you know, just in, in that thing, and uh, you know, I think the the key thing is 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 have a, some kind of a small backpack or you know mm -hmm. a little you know bag that you can carry in, and in there, you know, I always bring a, a four hundred count box, I bring a bag of penny sleeves and a handful of top loaders I put in there, um, and just for whatever I run into, if it's if it's not sleeved up, most of the time dealers are sleeved up or having in protective, but it, just in case you don't. Sure. Uh, and, and then have your checklist in there with a, you know, and it's something to write with. And always, you know, it's weird. People like there were some comments in here: aspirin, Advil, whatever, whatever your choice mm -hmm. of uh, relief is, pill wise. Have one, have a couple with you because you never know. Like you know, a headache comes up, you don't want to leave, and you can't get anything else, right? And it because shows. And God, I am so desperate to have a show. I'm, I'm like dying. <laughs> I, I can't wait till we have another show. Uh, just because, like, I miss it. I miss seeing the people. I'm like. The, the you know so you know go have fun and and definitely tweet if you go to a show and you get to experience one you can shoot some video or you can send some pictures please send them my way so i can enjoy them from afar uh oh he well, went jeff tobin uh, on us uh oh uh, uh, oh ben ben i just i don't know uh you went jeff tobin on us i uh, it please uh, i just i want to make sure that nothing else is happening in there like the reporter from cnn you see that? I, I, what are you talking no. what are you talking about with card shows, it's kind of unfortunate that uh, Rich let me know that uh, this year's second uh, benefit show isn't occurring, just space-wise, uh, everything else going on, um, small shop, but it uh, looks like they're going shooting for spring of next year. Awesome. Awesome. So. Yeah, we're hoping, I think, for a spring show here. Uh, so I got a couple of these coming my way this week, and, and, and they're great. Even eBay excuses, guys, are getting better and greater and amazing in this great time. Breaker Culture says the, the newest eBay excuse. I'm looking through my purchases. I did not order this card. I'm contacting eBay to see what's going on. I would not purchase this card anyway. This is a mistake. I'd like to cancel this order. After he used a buy it now, paid, and I shipped. 
How do you have, first of all, how do you, you buy it now? And then you have to sure you want to buy it. Are you going to pay? Are you going to log in to pay? And all this stuff, that, all these rigmaroles you have to go through. And then you realize, like, you should be like, what? You're an idiot. eBay is a different beast, but we see some of the same stuff happen at work here where a customer will contact us and say, hey, I know that I hit okay like six times, but I accidentally sent my PayPal cash out to the wrong email address. I need it to be transferred or canceled. Well, but so my, my fault, bro. Okay. Uh, the other one is uh, our buddy Bo. Um, it's funny. I bought a uh, I bought a card off him this week without knowing at first it was him as a Buster Posey mini from Allen and Ginter, and then I saw it was mm-hmm. from One Million Cubs. And so as soon as I paid for the card, I send him a message on eBay saying, "Hey, why isn't my card shipped? Why are you scamming me?" And just like blowing up the messages on eBay. And he sends back, and he goes, yeah, I knew it was a troll when I saw the name. Hey, you're going to get some extras. And so he sent me uh, – I, I sent it out today, a bunch of Bretts and some um, – there was a Bo Jackson and, and then some Garrett Hampson. So I was really happy. It was great. Uh, but he sends me these new – he sent me a couple messages. So he's like, I have a funny eBay share, uh, story to share. Someone was watching Antonio Gibson Mosaic. I've listed for seven fifty shipped. Most of the sold comps around $10 shipped. Somebody was watching it, so I extended it to offer for $7. They countered back at five with the note. The only reason I'm countering is because funds are tight, and this is me and my son's favorite player. So I thought, hey, that's a neat note, but damn, it's half of the going rate. I decided to take a look at his feedback, his seller feedback, the most recent feedback, Antonio Gibson. Haha, but he sold an Antonio Gibson <laughs> card. He goes, I just straight up declined his offer. Uh, there was others where it was um, like, he like spent too much on cards this month, and his budget was low, and he was like t- offering like eight percent, like ten percent of what the card was offered at. Uh, and he looked back, and he'd made like fifty-eight purchases or something this month already, and they were all card. Like they were all all of his feedback was purchases, no sell sales. And he's like, "Well, how's that my fault that you spent all your money already this month, man?" Like, no. I I uh, I just love it. And then there's this other one. Jim said he tweeted this out. I sold the card overnight. I regret it. It's a two of silver mosaic debut. I don't want to be that guy, but I'm considering canceling the order. Will I send? Well, uh, will I be sent to collector's hell? His username, by the way, is GM Collectibles. So that's an eBay user name to block. What? Yep. That's that's the most douchebaggery thing to do. You will be sent uh, to collector hell. Well. Uh, I, so, so, so Serbia kind of went to bat and uh, said, "Bad look." Here's his username. Uh, if you choose to, well, hey, that's not cool. He didn't cancel. He was obviously just joking around. But if you read his replies, so which one of you guys bought it? Uh, no, accidentally. Uh, hey, I get it. No, I, I didn't think it would get so much attention. Uh, goodbye. No, you weren't joking around, dude. There was a dude that that blasted Serbia for calling him out. He's like, he was joking. If you read it in its connotation, you could tell he was being, you know, you know, it's like he's like, you fell for the joke. And I'm like, I, I read it multiple times saying, okay, how would you read that and come to the conclusion that he was joking? Only if there's Maybe an emoji do- at the end that's laughing, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. It's like th- this guy, this guy's a douchebag. You can block him. And and Hey, that's yeah. You know, if you want to conduct business with him, go for it. For me, as soon as Serbia called him out, as soon as I read it, I'm like, yeah, cool. I already have eBay open in another tab. Click over, easy block, move on. 
Well, I said that's like too many nights ago. I was buying I was buying those rookie cards, and I stumbled upon a Justin Herbert mosaic, and they were going for you know a decent price. I made an offer for five dollars less than what the guy had to see what would happen, and he accepts it. And this is the time about when he threw his second touchdown on Monday Night Football, and so I paid right away. And then he threw a third and a fourth. So after that, the card continued to go up in price as he's lighting up on Monday Night Football. And I'm like, this this card's not coming. This card will not ship. And no, it did. It shipped. So um, yeah, it was great. And I got the card. I left him great feedback. I even put the feedback in there. Hey, even shipped the card after Herbert was killing people on Monday night as I was buying the card. Um, you know, so I give that guy, you know, definitely credit. So there, there's some deals to be had out there. You reach out, you, you, you make an offer. And the thing is, it's all about respect. And the, guess what? It will all come around to you. Uh, Absolutely. The karma will, and, I, and I'm a true believer in that because I told you like two weeks ago or three weeks ago when I bought my son the factory set, I went into Target just going to buy the factory set. And then there's the vendor unloading all of this mosaic football and all of this Chronicles basketball. And I was able to pick some up and hook up some friends locally and, and do a break for some other collectors online and able to give everybody a good price that I was happy with. And I think it's because earlier that day I was having lunch with my buddy and the waitress gave us the wrong bill three different times. And each time the bill was about half of what we'd spent. And we kept telling her, hey, this is the incorrect bill. This is the incorrect bill. And finally got it, and we paid our bill. Or we could have just paid, you know, the I think it was like fifteen dollars for the thirty-five dollar meal we had, and left and been fine, right? And but mm-hmm. I, that would have followed me, right? And then I walk into Target ten minutes later, and it's like the hobby loves there. So trust me, it will come around. Well, uh, and not even big, in the hobby. I mean, I know back back when gas presses were four or five dollars a thing, everyone would say, "Hey, go to such and such street." gas station it's 19 cents right now go 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 fill up an 80 gallon tank well no the right things to go in and say hey didn't you mean to price this at like 490 not 190 19 cents yeah yeah, definitely there's some big news in the grading world uh collect us at sport collector sports collector tweeted out andy broom the senior vintage grader at beckett since 2004 has left for a similar role at certified sports gear guarantee which has been adding staff for recent months in its preparation for the upcoming launch csg is newly formed division of certified collectible group a longtime authenticator of coins comics and other collectibles based in florida uh so it's gonna be interesting what these guys do and maybe they can um maybe they could uh give psa and a ps psa and becca a run for their money well, um, and it's kind of funny. Uh, I was actually thinking just the other day. You know, I hadn't seen Andy Broom in a while. I, his Twitter kind of went silent. It's been a while, yeah, hasn't it? And then uh, this news comes out. Now we know well, why. Well, if you're if if you're gonna go all in like like it looks like they're trying to do, and you you land Andy Broom, I mean, I mean, you, you know how I feel about grading, but uh, at least in that world, that's that's one of the names. That's the name I'd go after. Well, that's like when Beckett landed Steve Grad to do their authentic- authentication on autographs and yeah. jerseys and all those other things. They went out and got the biggest, baddest name they could find to give them instant credibility in that sector. And yeah. I wish he had something to do with card grading. Matter of fact, up until a few retweets and the announcement uh, a couple days ago, his last tweet had been March 2nd. Yeah. So. And July of last year, September of last year. So 
It's what it is. My, my only real complaint is that's not how you spell guarantee. Yeah. Yeah. Guarantee. Well, when, it, when it's your... That's like spelling sports cards with a Z. I mean, you know. Or saying GIF like GIF. Or saying your mom like your mom. <laughs> Uh, so there are some insights to LCSs this week uh, at Saber Al Cards. Uh, this is someone who works uh, at a local card shop. Here, if you follow hobby uh, things, fellow hobbyists should know. Uh, he said they they said it would be regarding products, supplies, and shipping. I think they're out of Burbank, uh, California. Uh, there's there's ten items here. I'm going to go through them. Uh, just because we get a product on on release at lower cost doesn't mean we can sell the entire batch at that cost. Profit aside, there has to be room to be able to replace the product. Replacement cost is what shops normally base prices on because your rebuy is ridiculous. So you're able to buy a box, say, at pre-sale for $70. Your rebuy could be $300. Just a, mm -hmm. just a little insight there. Uh, working a shop isn't all fun and games. It's very tedious. If you also have an online presence, takes up a tremendous amount of time. Walking customers who linger too long, quote, just browsing, often affect the shop's ability to get other things done. There is a difference between individual boxes you'll find on eBay and boxes you'll find from a case. A shop that opens boxes from a case for buyers will likely yield better hits. eBay boxes tend to be from cases that have been picked through. eBay comps not equal to case comps. We can't get supplies either. Some shops are lucky to have, uh, have surplus to sell, but that is far from the norm right now. Don't get upset with your local card shop if they can't provide you supplies if they are down to their last case and need to make it last. Build relationships with your shop. Supporting your local stores or even local uh, supporting on an online shop are important. Some shops, such as ours, for grading discount uh, for uh, as ours, such as, such as ours for grading, offer courtesy services to those who have built trust and rapport with the shop. Allocations are key. A shop gets allocations from the distributor by constantly buying more and more product and building up their account with distributors. And this this means good and bad products. Not every shop gets full cases. I.e. our shop got two single boxes of Mosaic football. Be courteous to your shop. We, we are people too. We understand frustrations and will often work with you to mediate issues. But there's only so much we can do before our hands are tied. If your shop lets you submit for grading through them, do, a do them the courtesy have everything ready, meaning wiped, sleeved, and say card saved. Uh, don't abuse uh, courtesy services. This should be common sense, but isn't. And 10, we like cards just as much as anyone else. We like to facilitate trades where and how we can, but don't do your business in someone else's shop, like pushing breaks at the checkout line, similar to how you don't promote your own breaks on another breaker's thread. We covered that something similar to that earlier. I think this is all good points. It is super hard right now. Um, and I, let me give you a little background. I'll let you guys kind of run with this on your thoughts. Um, I have deal. I have uh, connections with two distributors. And one I buy, I buy, I tried, I pre-ordered a lot of product through, but I'm getting very little because I don't pre-order everything. And I don't spend millions of dollars a year with them. And that's mm -hmm. fine. I'll get what I can get. I'll take what I can get. The other one's local. I usually get more supplies from them because I can walk in and get them and I don't have to wait for delivery. But they have been so rocked. I'm talking like even like even like 300 count boxes, 500 count, 550 count boxes are scarce. I went in and they've just been reloaded with some top loaders and with 
some penny sleeves. I was able to grab those uh, and very happy to. But it's been like even pages, like stuff was like limited. He asked if I wanted any of the um, the card savers. I said, no. He goes, are you sure? He goes, right now we're limiting everybody to one box of card savers uh-huh. because it's been so hard to get this stuff. Um, I don't know. What, what are you guys' thoughts on some of these uh, the, So these views from a, a card shop person? Well, no, I, and you hear some of the same complaints from people that work in the industry or that don't. Um, you, you know, oh, I, I'd love to work for Tops, or I'd love to work for Panini, or I'd love to work for this, that, the other company. But until you actually work for them, you know, the last thing you want to do once you come home is look at another box of cards or another upcoming schedule release. Or uh, in this case, uh, they probably don't want to break another box of cards for their own collection. Um, And I do agree, you know, having seen just now, um, I guess, on Saturday or Sunday, whenever it was, um, my first shop in the area here that actually limited one pack of top loaders per person. Um, The 25 count, not a box, obviously. Um, But, uh, no, it's interesting hearing from a card shop itself what their restrictions and what their feelings are. Because usually we're only going in for, hey, I want this, this. Okay, here's my credit card. I'm gone. I went yeah. to uh, to our shop today, and uh, I went two weeks ago. And, and Alan, I bought a box of Alan and Ginner two weeks ago for $110. And today it was $135. Mm-hmm. And the reason is because, you know, he, he got his first shipment in. And after that, he's just like us, trying to find a secondary market to buy some boxes to put them on a shelf. And of course he's got to mark them up a little and, and the, you know, the, con- the convenience of getting one at your local shop instead of having one mailed and all that sometimes it's worth that, that premium. But, uh, you know, he's, he's got a limit on, on supplies right now. I think it's four, uh, of, of whatever you get. If it's four top loaders, four penny sleeve packs, whatever the case may be. Um, and, and I do know that a lot of the discussion that we have when I go in there is about allocation. He talks about that all the time as, as a shop owner. He talks mm-hmm. about allocation. He says, I have no idea. He says, I know there's supposed to be a formula. I know that it's, it's based on what I bought in the past. He says, but I have no idea when I order something how much of it I'm going to get. And it doesn't uh, matter how I, much you put in for it. Right. He says, I, last year, he says, I ordered enough Bowman to have to remortgage my house. He says, and I got four boxes. He said, but, you know, he says, you know, it's, it's tough. Um, and, and he's a shop. He's not a new shop. He's, he's been around now for seven, eight years where he's at. Um, it's just, it's just getting the product is one of his toughest things. I mean, it's, it's, well, it's just getting this, getting the cards on the shelf. Um, we have our local that. shop, Bennett, Ben our local, our local guy, he's been in the business for like 30 something years. And he has two shops. He even has a Topps direct account where he buys directly from Topps. And even Topps can't fulfill what he's asking for or the other distributors he works with. And we work with a similar, we have the same sales rep from one of the distributors. And he's, there are certain products that he will buy once. And he goes, hey, I'm just letting you know right now, I'm not rebuying this because the second buy cost is astronomical. And I don't want to put it onto you guys. You know, mm-hmm. this box, right? You know, he'll tell, he'll straight out tell you, like, hey, I'm making 60 bucks on this box, but if I rebuy it, I'm going to have to then 
sell it to you for four times what it's listed at right now just to yep. clear just just to break even right just to, to, to pay just to pay the employee to, to sell you the box to make just a little bit on the box and it, it doesn't you know it doesn't always work out and and so that you know it, it's crazy and so I've, I've learned a lot and you know if any of you guys have questions on this i'm going to talk reach out to me i'll i'll, I'll talk all day about it there's a, a local guy here that is is trying to do some football stuff and so i'm trying to pre-order a ton of football and um and, and partner with him on this and just getting shut out left and right i'm talking we we put in for uh 10 cases of, of prison football right 10 cases of prison football we got zero not one box and you know boxes were 117 bucks but the right now they're going for 900 on uh on blowout and uh it's, it's crazy so there's this guy uh papapon trading that just, was talking about just, just just real quick one, one one thought on on limiting supplies you you, you feel for the lcs owner you know they're just trying to do right by all of their customers not just first come first served um but 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 one quick thought on it. it what's funny is the people that are probably bitching about being limited are probably the same people that have a car full of retail in the back you know how dare this lcs limit how many i can buy fresh off of a two thousand dollar buy at their walmart um I, you know most collectors that are collectors have a lot of this stuff on hand because you buy a lot so you just accumulate a lot i, I just recently sold four um medium flat rate boxes of top loaders mm-hmm. last weekend uh, or last week to four separate people i was like dude just I'm, i'll make as many boxes as i can and i'm already refilling those those drawers um most of us understand it, it, it's just the people that 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 don't that don't so anyway sorry my, my question my quick thing too is is on the i don't blame an lcs for quote clearing the shelf at, at a retail at this point in time right now because if that's the only way that they could get product because they're getting allocated to death and that's their only option besides closing they have to they at least they're trying to fight to keep their business open right. for the local customers and it sucks because now you're competing against somebody but it's still better for them maybe to get it than joe blow who is going to try to flip it on you know whatever and i it's it just right now we're just in a bad time and, and it's just it's it's great we've not seen this i think ever uh with retail being this crazy now papapon trading that, that, okay. sorry no go ahead I was just saying that kind of goes you know, the, the the leaving stuff on the shelf that people tweet. You know, did you leave any? Did you leave it? I, you know, I, I buy what I can, but if you leave some, the only thing that's going to happen is somebody's going to come in behind you and sweep it out and put it in their trunk and sell it on eBay. It's not. I mean, yeah. it's it's. I mean, you better grab what you can when you see it because you're you probably not, not going to see it a second time. Yeah, so this guy tweeted out having late night conversations with your brother about how you're going to open up a hobby shop together. Man, now I got a lot drop an actual business plan. It's it's time to give this leg six to twelve months of prep on the plan, and it's time to find an investor. What are the and, and so I'm like, I, I tweet back to him. I said, dude, you're gonna get just. I said the biggest issue is gonna get new product from a distributor, and even now it's supplies. Um, you know, it does the 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 retail space is probably gonna be available. 
uh, and depending on where you are, it's probably going to be, unless it's California, you're probably going to find a pretty good price on it. Uh, but it's, there is so much, you know, what are you going to stock your shelves with? Where are you going to get your cases, you know, your, uh, your display cases from? Um, are you actively buying vintage collections to carry that in there? Are you going to take your collection and sell it in there? There are so many things, but if you don't have new product or supplies, why bother? You're, you're, you're dead on arrival without that. Yep. And, I have an example of that, uh, and 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 the it's local in my hometown. Uh, there was a car shop that had been around. If I went there when I was a kid, when I was ten or twelve, um, and the the people who ran it it closed about a year and a half, two years ago because they had gotten old and they just didn't want to continue doing it. They didn't sell it to anybody, but they had a couple of employees who had worked there for many years, and those employees. One one of the employees bought the inventory, and moved to another location, and started up his own shop, and it lasted about two months because he sold the inventory and he couldn't get anything new, even though he had been within a shop that had been around for thirty years. When he moved mm -hmm. out to his own new location and named his new shop, and started trying to buy product from the same distributor, it was like he's not. You know, he was a new shop man, and he fell in that line, and and he he didn't make I me. Mean, he really he literally lasted two months. Uh, he sold what he had of the inventory. He tried to sell some retail stuff that he picked up here and there. He bought a few things off of uh, off you know, online, and he realized that, that people are not going to pay those elevated prices. That you know, he's buying it for what I can buy it for, and then turn around and trying to sell it. And well, he, he just couldn't get any product, and that was the, yeah. that was the, the death knell for him. Well, and real quick too, I mean, there was sports security tweeted out. My zeal for finding retail sports cards has died. When there were once there was once a time I checked three times a week. Now I only check if I'm going to the store for something else. I'm literally at the stage of where I don't care. Does anyone else feel this way? And I, I think a lot of people do. And just kind of like, I, my wife and I went ran. A, we did a real quick Target run the other day, and I, we always go past the cards, and I just kind of peeked and. Um, I saw some factory sets, um, and that's it. And she's like, oh, you don't want to go over and look at it? There's nothing over there. Like, I already know it's been hammered. Yeah. I could tell. Um, but you see tweets like this. This is from at rookie cards only. Uh, around, it was a picture that he put out. Around 3,000 mosaic football cards, tons of inserts in color, no rookies. Anyone have interest or know any shops that would be great? Tag them. Sending us, we'll be uh, willing to send serious offers or serious buyers to look through. Um so, I mean, I understand your, your Twitter handles, rookie cards only, but no one wants the veteran base. Like you just, no. it's, it, you've taken all of the good stuff. It's like when uh, somebody, when you buy like broccoli beef, right? And someone picks all the beef out and all that's left is the sauce and the broccoli. You're just kind of like, hey, that's pretty good. Yeah, but it's not, it's, it's not, a, it's not what you ordered. It's not, well, so, so to, to answer like, that question, I would it, offer. I would offer him. I would for this box. I would offer him fifty bucks. Well, and that's the thing that I liked. Uh, there's someone that asked, "Hey, you're breaking a faux pas. What uh, you gonna post a price, or are these for free?" So, so if somebody came to to me and said, "Hey," if they, I reached out to this guy and said, "Hey, if you need some advice, let me let me know." Right? Um, I, I I wrote up a business plan for my alma mater when I was in school and. One of my professors uses it to this day as a template for her students. 
Uh, it's very thorough. Uh, if somebody came, if somebody came to me and said, "Hey, listen, should I open up a card shop?" The answer is is simply one word: don't. And the reason is the the, the traditional brick and mortar is dead on arrival. Doesn't mean you can't be successful, um, but if you're you're not already entrenched in that, it, it, it's you you want to talk about walking into a motorcycle club and saying, hey, give me a cut and let me sit at the head table next to the president of the club. Now, that's not going to happen, buddy. Um, the, the problem is you would have to have so much money up front to buy inventory. And the problem is that we all know that inventory needs to turn every seven to ten days because that's just the, the attention span of the hobby. So if you can't keep the... It's like Janet Jackson said, you know, what have you done for me lately? If you can't keep the new stuff in stock, you're done. You're so much better creating an online marketplace for yourself and an online presence, all of what our friend Mike Summer has done for himself, mm -hmm. where, where you have established customers like, say, Brent Williams, sell direct, sell on eBay, do it without the overhead, because then you don't have to have the same issues, and it does not have to be your full-time job and your direct or main source of income it is absolutely you're you're gonna get murdered, like Dub said, within two months. Dude goes out of business. It doesn't matter how smart you are and how much money you are. This is just a dying the the, the brick and mortar is it's it's just dead. It really is. You know, we've all moved to online. We're all sellers. We're all LCSs, so to speak. Or we can be. My thing is, is that when we had when we had Brent Williams on, he said that he is not in the top, what was it, 50 spins with his distributor. And he's been, and, and they said, you know, you got to be like a million and a half dollars a year. And I'm telling you, that's at, that's at cost. And they don't count supplies and anything else besides box, what you pay for boxes. You're paying, you know, $70 for a box, right? So that's a lot of $70 or $100 boxes. I mean, that's even a lot of, is, you know, $500 boxes. The problem is if you had a million and a half dollars, you couldn't come in today and be a million and a half dollar seller. You wouldn't get enough product to spend that money. And, and you're only looking at a 30% a markup if you're lucky. And you've got to be able to turn that product. And, you know, you're just. Well, on, I would say on most product, but basketball and football, it's the, the markup has been ridiculous. So. It, it depends on it, it depends on if you're getting it at the online exclusive price versus the eBay price, or if you're getting it on that resale or rebuy yeah. on a distributor. Are they marking it up ninety percent so that you're? It depends on where that that pie is getting cut. Um, but if you ever watch Shark Tank, every once in a while you'll see somebody come in there and and you'll have the sharks tell them. I'm not going to invest with you because if I do, I'm just going to continue to have to write check after check after check. I'm throwing good money after what once was good money and is now money I'm going to have to write off on the back end. And to me, that's just what an LCS is. If you came in with 100000 you better have more money in the bank because if you're paying $900 for a box that used to cost you two, $100,000 isn't going to last you very long. Mm -hmm. It's just isn't and, and well buying a lot of vintage cards either you know yeah, you gotta pay I, employees I mean, and taxes there's so much involved in it and i would suggest if you want to do that start an online thing and, and set up a hire a person to make you a great website 
and, and start doing it that way and start selling online your your own website and see how that works for you. Yeah, and be That's careful. Be careful because we were talking about this last week, and I got hit up on a couple of DMs. We were talking about scaling and understanding what that word is and how to do it appropriately. And no matter how smart you are, you know, I, I mean, if Tim and I decided let's let's compete, let's get an LCS, let's do it, let's go to the bank tomorrow and take out a loan. Despite the fact that I think we're both really smart people, I'd still be extremely cautious when it came to scaling appropriately, because no matter how I was telling Bo, because Bo and I were, you know, he, he's like, I listened to last week's show and learn, you know, great, you great points on scaling. And yeah. I was like, listen, man, it's not, you can plan for a million and one things. It's that million and second thing that's going to bite you in the ass and you're done. Bankruptcy. I figured a pandemic would have killed off a bunch of things, but only made it stronger. So I, like, I have no idea now what can, well, what can uh, this uh, hell hobby? Not a pandemic. B bringing it back to retail, uh, be before the show, me and Ant went to uh, grab our Wednesday night Whataburger. Wednesday special. Um, and, and it's right next door to a Walmart. And it, it's a shame that we didn't even bother going or popping in because we knew that it's not Friday yet. There's no new product. Why would we not go? Yeah. Anyway. Uh, my, I have to say while we're talking about Walmart and Target, and I, and ben, I know it's commented on some of these. My, my current pet peeve is when someone posts a picture of something and say, is this what I should be looking for? Or what's good in this product? Good in this. And right. I, I mean, you got baseball card collectors <laughs> trying to grab up Pokemon boxes, and it's like we're desperate. Listen here, listen here. Tops Gallery is oh, not dude, a good product to buy. If you have to ask me if Tops Gallery is a good product to buy, if you have to, <laughs> if you have to ask somebody. If Allen and Ginter, A-L-A-N, Allen and Ginter is a good product Anal. to buy while you're shopping and you're hitting up your TikTok listeners, no. Stop. If you have to ask if this is good, you've already lost the flip life. Well, no, hold on. When someone's offering a mega box of, gal of gallery for four thirty-five, mm. and see right there makes me choke up and I'm like vomit was coming up. Four thirty-five <laughs> for a mega box of of, of Gallery, which the only thing that's good for is shooting at. I think there were yeah, three. I think there were three for that price, weren't there? I, I just it, remember I posting. Really my eyes. It makes you really I, I, think about how many people that that are clearing the shelves are just doing it because that's what people are doing. That's I exactly mean, what yeah. it is. It, it's. They don't know. I'm a, maybe so, I deleted well, it, but yeah, that. that that cracked me up because oh no no here it is it's yeah three tops gallery megas for four thirty five uh, goods and service uh, flat uh, flat rate shipping but it, when I saw that I, I was like Tim's gonna love this because as much as I love gallery as a collector and, and I like doing the singles because I think they look good on a page and it yeah you know, hey it, it it's not a product for everyone it's not a product for many people beyond me I mean it. it, it <laughs> there, there are people that are gonna probably say the archives is better, archive signatures even. But the bottom line is, it's definitely not gonna fill. Mosaic, I can understand it. Uh, yeah, Prism, Egg Tops Chrome, 
Enter? No. Fire? No. Gallery? No. Stop it. Stop. 2019 well, Gallery. Hit me up. I love that card. Uh, uh, buddy, um, what, what's his name? Uh, took the photo. Wasika. Uh, Nick, yes. I, I knew it was Nick. I was trying to get the uh, last name there. Wasika, yeah. He took the photo, apparently. Um, well, uh, you do you have nothing to touch up? How do you want to handle this? Let's see. Uh, tweet at about the cards with the hashtag IronPigs for a chance to win. Sounds simple enough. We'll do yeah. that next week. Yeah. Uh, guys, next week, Ben Aguirre of Cardboard Icons fame will be a guest host with us. Uh, he's got big shoes to fill, as, as Dub killed it tonight, as always. Love it. Uh, remember, we're live every Wednesday night at 8 p.m. Pacific on YouTube. 10 Central. Make sure to subscribe and review our show on all platforms. There we go. Follow us on Twitter about the cards. You always follow Dub at Dub Mentality. Uh, check out his page. He also goes on a podcast as well. Correct? I'm trying to do a lot of things, but I'm, I'm, I'm spread so thin. Uh, it, none of it is, is very consistent. So. But it's always tasty. Uh, I love, by the way, if you're not following on Periscope, the best follow on Periscope and probably one of the best followers on TikTok. Check ben. them out on both as well. Always follow Ben at our trading cards. Follow Steph at Drunk Wax Twins. Follow me at Big Shep 79 Please share your hobby stories, great polls, and send your questions our way. Keep collecting, and we'll see you all next week. Mm-hmm.